Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hi, everybody. It's Russ and my Hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell notification button so you're notified of any time we put new content on. Obviously, we've got videos going up daily, but we are putting out two, three videos a day sometimes. I wouldn't want to miss any of the great stories, any of the great memories we're recording. So make sure you hit that bell icon. Lots of great uh, guests coming up. Lots of great fans coming up, including today's uh, fan. It's, it's Colin Milne. Hi, Colin. How are you, man? Hello, Russ. How are you doing, mate? Not bad. How? I know it's, uh, everyone says the same question, but how's lockdown treating you? Lockdown is treating me very well because uh, I've got money. I've got no illness in the family. Everybody's fit. Um, to, be, to be fair, I mean, lockdown is quite savage for other people. Yeah. Other people have become ill, they've died, uh, and other people have lost their jobs. Yeah. So that's why anybody watching, if you feel like giving some money to a food bank, why don't you? Definitely. Definitely. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, and it, yeah, as you said, as long as you've got your health, you know, you've got your job. Yeah. It's not actually good in it. And, and that's, that's the way. And, and we'll have football back soon. So that'll be fun, won't it? Yep. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> Strangely, um, I, I thought I wasn't missing it until they started putting the dates down. And I thought, really? yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. I was the same. I think, I think I got used to us not having to look at a league table and yeah. and and had like a hundred days or so you know we haven't lost <laughs> yeah. you know Davy Moyes has got the longest ever you know longest ever losing you know, undefeated streak <laughs> yeah. but um but yeah now uh yeah it's it's getting sort of squeaky bum time now it's getting exciting I think yeah. when I get I mean I've got a pop that pop down there Friday afternoon um and and obviously the Saturday so then I think it will really dawn on me um it'd be a bit yeah. weird I know it's gonna be weird it's gonna be strange there's a few strange things which they're trying to do yeah but i mean coming up with what we've got a place now it is squeaky bum time of course mm. it is alex ferguson always understood that part of the season absolutely correctly yeah um but if we don't get there if we do go down we go down having an absolutely full squad i know that everybody has but we've got quite a depth of a squad there yeah. it's not that shabby i mean in previous yeah. years you'd look at the bench and you think Oh, I don't know if I want to make any changes. But I don't think it's as clear-cut as that anymore. I think we should be okay. 
I think we should be okay too. And when I talk to the ex, the ex players, because obviously you know no yeah. one's really been in this situation before, but talk to the ex players and obviously the coaches and stuff, they're all very quite confident because I think you know it's going to be, I think it's going to be really unpredictable the next nine games um, for everyone. And yeah. so whatever comes out in the wash, I think the teams with the best um, team ethic, the best atmosphere amongst the squad, are going to be the ones that pull yeah. through. And by all accounts. Things are going quite nicely at Rush Green. I've got a little bit of faith of Moyes on that. I know not, he's not everybody's cup of tea, nope. but I think he's an old hand who knows how to get a squad together. He proved that the last time round, and you know I've got a little bit of faith that we'll be okay. Yeah, me too, me too. And I think as a as a manager, I think he has dealt with this whole thing outstandingly. You know, obviously he's doing the food, he was doing the food bank stuff, but not like you know he's doing the deliveries and things like that yeah. when he was off. Brilliant, and I think he's great, and he's come at the right time. I think you got good squads, you got good training squad. I think bold accounts, you know, Kev and uh, and Moisey and, and Nobes have been sort of whipping everyone up, and it's yeah. a good atmosphere. And as you said, a fully fit squad. When was the last time West Ham had a fully fit squad? I can't remember. I can't remember. Uh, not even the first game of the season. I mean, everybody gets injured in pre-season yeah. training, don't they? And you 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 start the season with two or three out. I think Ogbonna is the only danger Down. at the moment. Yeah, might not be fit, but. No. You know, if if that's all it is, then that's fine. Yeah, yeah, and I I, th- I think so, and I think it's going to be interesting. As a, and it's the great because we're on telly, it's going to be good. And you know, I've I've particularly like the whole West Ham community type thing, seeing like hearing stories of people having like their own Zoom parties of their season ticket holder mates around them, stuff like that. Yeah. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I love it, and it's so it's yeah. so West Ham. Well, I've got a little Zoom group. You've already spoken to some of them. You've spoken yeah. to Gary Killington and Jackie Hughes, and they're in our little Zoom chat group. We keep each other sort of like bubbling away. Yeah, no, it's going to be fun. And I can just imagine who you're watching it and watching the game at the same time and having a moan up yeah. and well, stuff well, like that. Pretty... Trying to do. I mean, we've got two technical people in our little group. Yes, yeah, they yeah. Get a together because I mean, I'll just be logging on. I'll yeah. be doing it, but you know, if they can't get a Zoom party for the first game. I'll be disappointed. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it sort of set set itself up nicely, right? So, Colin, uh, obviously, you know the idea of the channel. Obviously, you, you see some of the others. Yeah, um, basically, the first idea is, is the first thing we do is find out about your your story, basically about um, about why West Ham. So, why I know you live in Dagenham now, but uh, why West Ham, Gary? Why is that your club? What, what, why West Ham? Actually, it's not as simple as that because it was um, it didn't start with West Ham at all. Um, and from the very first time I can remember, I just loved football. If I wasn't out in the back garden kicking something around the back garden, um, I was over the park kicking something about, or walking down the road kicking stones, doing whatever I can. Yeah. And, you know, it was early 60s, and we was all a bit like that. We'd go over the park and not go home till it was tea time. Um, you know, there'd be five aside, or there'd be 32 aside. You know, whose ball is it? You know. Uh, who do I ask to join in? That, yeah, that, yeah. that sort of thing. So it was football first. Uh, and the West Ham bit came second because I, I come from a family with no football traditions whatsoever. Mm. Father didn't do it. Mother, although she was from Victoria Park, you know, nothing to do with football. No uncles. Absolutely nothing. It was just me that loved football. Um, so I wasn't taken along, you know, like by a favourite uncle or, you know, encouraged to be West Ham. I, I actually chose them. Um, and I can't remember how. I remember <laughs> playing football. Um, and it was certainly before the 64 Cup final. Because I know that I was supporting West Ham by then. 
but yeah. somewhere between the ages of uh, you know six to nine, uh, I had mates as well, and you know, funny enough, they supported West Ham. But it, it's got to be more to do with the area. But mm. I can't remember any one of us sort of saying, "Oh, I'm going to support them because you did," or yeah. or, or whatever. I, I either chose it first and my mates followed or they chose it and I followed. I, I honestly can't remember. I was too young. Um, the only difficulty I had is I did, I desperately wanted to be a supporter. Mm. And I had a lovely mum and dad, you know, let's go to the fair, let's go to the circus, want to go to the pictures, let's go out for a picnic, all of that. But um, if I, you know, I want to go to the football, yeah, we'll take you one day. And it was, with me, it was, no, no, it ain't one day. I want to go to the football and keep going, and I want to go every week. So um, all this having a jolly day out like a birthday present or something, that, that, that wasn't for me. And it, and it took a while because proper mum and dad, you know, oh, no, not going on your own. You know, mm. that's a bit unsafe. Um, and I, I, I remember that I, I worked on them, <laughs> and I worked on them. And, well, you're not going on when I've got some mates to go with. Oh, you got some mates. Who are they? Do I know their mum and dad? And it was sort of like, oh, that sort of environment, which they did. You know, they're, they're decent lads. You can go with them. Uh, yeah. By the way, you have to go in the seats. What? You have to go in the seats. So next thing is me, Russell Jackson and John O'Shea. There we are going over West Ham, but we had to go in the seats. Um, and that was before the World Cup, 66. Um, and my First game under those circumstances, going with mates, was Manchester United. 3-2 to West Ham. And my last game at Upton Park was against Manchester United, 3-2 to West Ham. And what really annoys me is that some of the people out there say, West Ham, they're not consistent. That's 50 years. <laughs> 50 years, and it's the same result. How consistent do you want to be? But, exactly. but, but that, that's my origins. And on and off, obviously more on than off. I've been going ever since. Seen some great days over there. Uh, like many of the people that have already spoken, it, it, it's about the day out as well. Mm. I mean, I, I specifically remember that. But there we are in the seats against Manchester United. Um, uh, it was a great game. And I, I, unlike Jackie Hughes, I can remember the football as well. Because Hurstie got a couple. Yeah. And some guy called Noel Campbell scored for Manchester United. Okay. And at the time, I had no idea on who Campbell was, but I do now. Um, I, I remember just sitting up in the seats and looking at the bits behind the goals and thinking, oh, that looks good. It's <laughs> <That looks>, fun. <laughs> people were bouncing up and down and singing, and it looked like a great gig to go to. Um, well, the bit behind the goal, I think, that, I don't care what punk rockers say, I think that's the origin of a mosh pit. Yeah. That's exactly where it started. Yeah, yeah. But, but after that, then it was, you know, going, going over there, North Bank, regular. Um, and I still, I still love the event. Lo loads of people that go as well. The pub before the game is just as important as the pub yeah. after the game and the game itself. But, yeah, it's all been fun. <laughs> it is. And you're, you're right. It's like, and that's what comes through in all these interviews when we talk to the fans is football is, is, all, is secondary. It is about it is about the is it the event. It's about the pub. It's he said the pub before the pub after, and and the game in the middle is all right. But you know it's yeah. like you can have a laugh whatever happens, isn't it? And that's the thing. And it, yeah. I think that's what people miss. Although you've got the football, it's behind closed doors. People are really making an effort to 
get that sort of sense of family and togetherness back again, which I think oh, well, we've, we've missed. When I'm watching it on the telly, I'm, I know I'll be exactly the same because I already do it. If yeah. we're on the telly, I watch it standing up and pace up and down. You know, I, 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 I can't really ever get comfortable in a chair watching a game of football. Yeah. It's too much, you know, you're not involved in if you're sitting in an armchair. No, I don't so, mean but you know there again. So I'm um, hopefully we can get a Zoom going. But they'll have to have a camera following me around the room. Cause yeah, you have Facebook. to get that uh, that that Facebook one, that portal one, isn't it? That follows That's you around. Right. That's yeah. what you need to get. We need to do it. Need to do a, a yeah, a Kickstarter, a GoFunding campaign to to get Colin one yeah. for, for for Saturday. No, I know what you yeah. mean. It's uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things. I'm I'm a similar man. I can't I can't. Uh, I'm stuck in that box at London Stadium, and when I was at the box at, at um, Upson Park, yeah. and I and I, and I don't yeah. sit I don't sit down. It's really annoying. And I have to stroll about because I can't. Because I don't think yeah. it's, it's a case of I can watch any. I think it's just because West Ham or anything. I don't feel comfortable sitting down watching West Ham or anything. I could watch yeah. a normal game, but it's West Ham. It's yeah, a bit exactly. <laughs> match of the day, Saturday evening. We're not on. Yeah, that's fine. Or if it's a sort of like highlights. Yeah, that's okay. I can do yeah. that. But when it's live. You know, I mean, I have to be right into the game. I can't help it. You know, it's no. just how it always been. So, and as you said, for someone like yourself, you know, North Bank and uh, and stuff like that, you were standing up for for God knows how many years. So, you know, until oh, yeah. so you, well, it's it's ingrained in you, isn't it? More than anything. Well, well, uh, well, funny enough, I had a seat for that very last game at Upton Park, and I wasn't sitting down there either. Not, not, people, not a lot of people do, Gary, Gary do they, <laughs> Colin Rob? Not a lot of people do, if I'm right, yeah. believing. Um, and, and that's the trouble. Um, I just think people get set in their ways. And, but it's sweet. And it's like, I'm looking forward to whenever it kicks back off again. And, and when everyone gets together, that 60,000, when we all get back into London Stadium, Cole, I think it's going to be great. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. And um, yeah. I think, right. you know what, it will be the making of a London Stadium because for, for all those people that don't like it, they won't half have missed it. Yeah, it's so team. true. And it just might save it a little bit from everybody mm. that's going. Oh, I still don't like it. Yeah, so, but this, I was. Yeah, I don't know not exactly what you're saying. I mean, there's. I was watching a YouTube person the other day on a, one of these sort of opinion pieces, yeah. and 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 he was saying, you know, is it gonna? Are we gonna be more sympathetic? Are we gonna be more? Of course you're not. You're still gonna slag them off. Oh, um, no, but no. it's a chore. You someone said it was a chore. That uh, they hate going to up going to the London Stadium the last couple of years, but it's a chore they want back doing, and I think that's basically what it is. Yeah. I think well, it'd be more appreciative to an extent. And although, yeah, I preferred Upton Park. Of course, yeah. most people preferred yeah. Upton Park. Um, having said that, I couldn't get a beer at half time no. at Upton Park, um, no. and I can now get a pint of IPA, which is nice. Um, and I've, I've got. Pretty damn good seat, you know. I mean, I know a lot of people are far away, but I ain't. I mean, I'm over the corner flag, and I've got a pretty damn good view of the pitch. Yeah. So I'm not as unhappy as some people. No, I simply, no. yeah, and I'm with them. You know, when you take away somebody's second home and then knock it down, mm. and then try to even move the statues away, I'm thinking people are going, "We can't do that," you know. Mm. And I get that, but no, um, this is the one we got. Yeah, and and you know, when that district line was down. Good luck getting out of Upton Park. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, now, so I remember the first, I mean, you were very close to me, Colin, you know, uh, I must have gone six different ways home for the first half dozen games, you know, because one line's down, we go here, go to Gidea Park, go to Newby Park, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. Stuff like that. And, you know, it is, and it's horrible to say, but it is for the, for the next generation, really. It might be my daughter, she's eight, um, eight a couple of weeks ago, and 
she really only knows that West Ham played at London Stadium. Hmm. And so her kids will. And so and that, that's, that's how, the fact, how the game's going. Appreciate people, you know, memories and stuff. But I think, uh, I think in the long term, it'll be a, it'll be a good thing. Yeah, if the team are winning, team are winning, no one gives a shit about what, where they're playing, isn't it? Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Well, we need to keep, well, we need to keep alive the fact that we were there. Yeah. And keep those memories recorded. And I think that what you're doing, to be honest, is, is doing an awful Thank lot you. of that as well. That's you know, I mean, yeah. which is working particularly well. And in years to come, historians can sort of say, well, that was the place. This is what the people were like. Um, and I think it's going to end up with a very good historical record of us lot, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why I like, that's why, to be honest, that's why I like in, interviewing the more experienced fans. Because, you know, from like the mid-90s onwards, I'm pretty okay with that, because that was my era. But it's it's the earlier years, as you said, from 64, on, you know, 64, where you were sort of supporting them properly. That's a whole wealth, and that was our golden era, really. Um, in terms of well, you know, if you think about it, if you take the war years out because we, we missed three year league seasons in the first world war and yep. six in the second world war, I've actually seen half their history, mm. which is you know, so okay, I can't pick Vic Watson this afternoon, I get that because I never saw him play, yeah. Um, but there might be one or two around, but I'm not sure. I don't, have you had Vic Watson come up as a player not, yet? Not yet, not yet. We've had about no. 100 and... We've had about 100, yeah, I'm sure we'll find someone. There's a couple of people I want to get on um, who are yeah. slightly more experienced than you, Colin. Yeah. Um, and I say experienced because, I, I, you know, rather than older. Um, <laughs> I think we've had about 125 different names of players that have come up. Yeah. Um, oh, so, yeah. It's a good spread. Obviously, you could probably predict where the, t- the top ones, but... And that, that, that's why when you get to my team, I've obviously put a little slant on it because oh, um, otherwise I'd just be naming 11 names that other people name. And, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, it's cool. You, you could almost write the, the West Ham's favourite 11 down from your interview. Well, that's, that's basically what happened. You know, that's how it all started. So it was, I think, 2003, they did the Dream 11, um, the club did, and it had Ray Stewart, it had Bobby, it had Jeff, it had Martin. But again, I weren't around to see any of them. So it's like, well, it's been 20 years since that happened almost. And I thought, you know what? There's going to be a lot of people who exactly needs an update. And, you know, there's people in there who weren't in there. So, you know, if we look to the top ones, you've got, yeah, Mark Noble. Mark Noble wasn't there 20 years ago. Um, no. uh, but the impact he's having the modern West Ham fan is, is self-evident and stuff like that. So I, did, I even did a little bit of research and I hadn't realised. I, I looked to, uh, online last night. Do you know Mark Noble has now got himself up to 10th in all-time appearances? He's number 10. And, you know, particularly somebody of my age, he don't seem to have been around for that long. But all no. of a sudden... Tenth most appearances for in yeah. a West Ham shirt, which is which is great for Mark to get it into is. the top. It is, and also isn't he the longest-serving Premier League player, current Premier League player, or something yeah. like that as yeah. well now? Absolutely. So, yeah. uh, again, he's he's incredible. You know, I've got so much respect for the man. Anyway, let, let, yeah, let's go. All... Let's go and talk about your eleven because we've alluded to it. Um, you said you've taken a slight twist or a slight, slight theme to it. Yeah. What was well, that? Well, some people know this. Some people don't. Uh, there have only been two sides to win the FA Cup that have been entirely English. Sure. The first one was West Ham in 1964, and the second one was West Ham in 1975. Oh. So I thought I'd go on the English theme. Hmm. 
Hmm. Um, yeah. Then I thought, well, actually, that's too easy because in you know certainly in the sixties, everybody was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought I'd make it a little bit more difficult for myself. I made it England internationals only, and I must have seen them play. Um, and all those that sounds a little harsh, and I've got less choice. But strangely enough, I think I've ended up with a pretty damn good team. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see. We'll let other oh, people. That's go. good. All right. That's good. That's good. Kind of like that. All right. Let's let's start between the sticks then. Who's the sticks? Between the sticks. And, Eleven. And this is using the rules as liberally as I can because yep. he played for England, but not when he was wearing a West Ham shirt. Um, but there's only one Phil Parks. Phil yeah. Parks has to go in as my goalkeeper anyway. If, I, if he wasn't English, I'd still pick him. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just think that um, when you talk about composure as a goalkeeper, and that's what you want to see, I haven't seen his like. Mm. Maybe the only one I could compare him with, or two I could compare him with, would be Gordon Banks and Pat Jennings. People that just looked if they were always going to be solid. And when the ball came to them, there was no fuss. They just called it out the air or made the save, got up, dusted themselves down, and got on with the game. I mean, it, there was something slightly hippie about um, Phil Parks because nothing seemed to faze him. You could almost see him walking out, smoking a joint, going, that's okay, man. That's absolutely fine. Um, but, but Phil Parks, without a doubt, um, I mean, obviously, I've made it easier because I can't pick Ludo anyway. Um, but there are other England goalkeepers yeah. I could have had. I could have had David James. Yeah. I could have had Robert Green. I could have even had Joe Hart. You, could have. you know, if I'm feeling in a whimsical mood. But um, <laughs> I, I, I th I'm absolutely happy with my first choice, and that's with Phil Parks. Yeah, good shout. Great shout. And you're right. I think he was, you know, obviously I wasn't around to see him play live, but, you know, he, he just seemed to be this sort of, and, and you don't get it anymore now, this sort of domineering goalkeeper. Do you know what I mean? He, he was oh. just a unit. You know, he was so big. I've, I've met him a couple of times, and what, I know what winds Phil up more than anything else. Goalkeepers who can't catch. What's that yeah. about? Yeah. You know, the ball comes across. No, you don't punch it. You catch it if you can. That, that, yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, yeah. And he could. And, and I think he looks at modern goalkeepers and he just sucks that thought and tooth. Yeah. He goes, yeah, that goalkeeper. You know, yeah. because um, I know the ball has changed. The ball is lighter. It swings in the air a little bit more. But it's not that different. Mm. You know, that, 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 that was a proper, proper goalkeeper. Um, and, you know, streets ahead of Robert Green and, uh, uh, and David James. Yeah. So that, that one was easy for me. Sure. And the, the, the other, I don't know, the other thing with um, Phil Parks is, uh, and this is part of the memory stuff as well, we don't win that 1990 World Cup without, uh, sorry, FA Cup without Phil Parks. No. We just don't. Um, and that's not about the final, that's earlier rounds. Because, yeah. I mean, he played a blinder that season. And we really don't win the 1980 World Cup if Phil Parks isn't playing in goal. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and and the one which has been picked up a few times is was the West Brom game. Is it the third the round? West Brom game. Uh, yeah. Third, yeah. Fourth, I don't know exactly. It was before the quarterfinals, yeah. I think. Um, might be fourth round, I'm not sure. But it was away. Yeah. And and we, about 15, I 15 saves or something. He was amazing, yeah. apparently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm not televised. We only ever saw the highlights of that. Yeah. Because so I didn't go to that game, but everybody that was there just told me that he was a played a blinder but he did throughout the competition as well semi-final included 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good shout. And uh, you know, one of one of the few players who um, who won the won the ATFA Cup and were eighty five, eighty six. There's a five. There's a Devonshire and Brooking amongst that sort yeah. of trinity of players that did both. Yeah. And and Pikey as well, I think, was in both as well. Oh, and Pikey, yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. No, I did my research. I've done my re- You've got to when you interview yeah. these ex-players. You've got to. And he didn't play for England, so I haven't no, researched him at all. And, oh, there you go. Yeah, one of five, yeah. So it was, and obviously Ray Stewart. Um, obviously not English so it didn't count right okay no. for Parksy no Ray Stewart not not uh, English and that's the problem because if you remember the World Cup the Jules Rimet trophy yeah. where did that go that went to Brazil because they won it three times yeah you can have the trophy permanently that's yours off you go well if Ray Stewart had been English we would have won the FA Cup three times with an all-English uh, side. Surely we would have been awarded the FA Cup. That would have been Surely. ours permanently. It's all race for not to be. <laughs> <laughs> Should we write to the FA and ask them? Oh, we'll have a word. Uh, Pikey's still in there, and Neil Brooking is as well. You know, we've got, we got some, we got some uh, influence over there. Surely, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Good shout. Okay, we'll put Parks in. Let's go left back then. Who we going to have left back then, Colin? Left back, Frank Lampard, senior. Yeah. Without a doubt, I mean, without doing research, I think he's the second. Uh, he's second in the uh, all-time uh, appearances list. I think he's he's only Billy Bonds in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and specifically, there was a season that we went down, and it was obviously before the uh, just before the uh, eighty final. One, I think, might have been the end of seventy nine or seventy eight. We went down. I can't remember. Last game of the season, we went down at home to Liverpool, who were on fire at the time, and that actually relegated us. Um, and there was a player out there that was absolutely working his socks off to make sure that they wouldn't have more than any of the others. Um, there was one player left on the pitch, not with his head down, but came over to the fans at the end of the game when we were relegated. That's Frank Senior. Mm. Total respect second longest serving player and I think he gets forgotten Agreed. in our history because of the old Harry bit and assistant manager and his son being somewhere else but in his own right absolute legend Frank Lampard and another man who only got one cap yeah yeah he won't get man included no, I, I totally agree. I think he's, and, and that's what, again, comes through from all these interviews is, is, is obviously the impact that he had on, on fans. And as you said, I think he has been lost in the wash, so, so to speak. You know? Yeah, well, hopefully this is putting it right. Yeah, no, de- definitely. Maybe lots of other people were suggesting. I don't know. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. He's a name that crops up quite a lot of the more experienced fans. And, and it, it reevaluates where you are and how you think about play, that's for sure. Okay, we'll put Frank Senior, or we'll just put Lampard, not Senior. Um, uh, left back. Let's go right back then, Colin. Let's go the other side. Now, right back was really difficult. Yeah. Because um, you can look through those records and you try and find an England right back. Um, and, you know, the, the, there's not that many around. Um, obviously, if all England managers have been sensible, one of our right backs from the 60s was Billy Bonds. But nobody ever picked him. So I can't have him. Um, I could have. And it would have been a good shout if I hadn't have done something else. I could have had Glenn Johnson. Yep. 
because Glenn Johnson uh, is one of those players that as soon as he came on the pitch, I thought, that's a player. Mm. You don't always see that on the debut. But with Glenn Johnson, you thought, oh, that boy can play. Um, we were relegated and I think he went for six million to Chelsea, something, something like, like that. Yeah, really cheap. Same price that they paid for Joe Cole. So somebody out there rated him, didn't they? Yeah, um, exactly. But um, I, I've tried wherever I can not to put anybody who made his career mainly somewhere else. Okay. So I've not picked uh, Glenn. Um, and I, this is my only cheat. I've decided that because he could play anywhere, Rio Ferdinand could certainly play at right back. Yeah. Um, and I wanted him in the side anyway. Yeah, of course. So that was my way of squeezing him in. If that's a treat, I promise there'll be no more. I don't care. I don't care. I've had some t- some teams where Bobby Moore in goal because nothing will get past him. So <laughs> might as well put him in <laughs> no, goal. Waiting um, goal. So that's exactly, that's fine. Goal. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. yeah. Rio was like he was another one, wasn't he? Because he was like he came with a little bit and not not as big as a of a sort of a preemptive sort of title as Joe Cole, but there was rumblings about this this young Rio lad, yeah. I remember, and he came on. Did yeah. he come on for Alvin, I think? I think his debut Yes, I think I think he did. I think I was at I think I was at that game. I was for once in my life, I was actually in the West Stand in the dining room. Mm-hmm. He came on and I think he came on as a substitute yeah. in the field first. Mm-hmm. That was his first appearance. And it might have been against somebody like Blackburn or Derby. Uh it, it was almost the same sort of time that Frank Lampard was senior yeah. uh, junior was being introduced, but yeah. he didn't start as um, a central defender. I think they just made a space for him in midfield as a substitute. Then I think he had a couple more appearances in midfield, and then he became that regular um, yeah. central defender. Yeah, because I, I, th- I think I think in fairness. He did. He did cover at Manchester United right back a few times. I've got a feeling he played wing back as well for us for a game or half a game as yes, well. Yes, he did. Yes, so yes, yes. That that that, so, that counts. And he could have been on the right. I mean, I, I'm 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 really digging a hole here, and everybody's <laughs> going to correct me, but I'm, I'm having him as a right back. Oh, good shout! And I remember because he was like this this ball playing, you know, the next Bobby Moore. And I think he came on. I think the first. I think he says it in his biography. The first thing he does was was twonk it into the into the stand at like you know yeah. oh that's it he's a he's our savior look at him talking into the yeah. stand but uh yeah we'll put rio in and a great you know great player and obviously the career he had afterwards it, there's there's a good one coming up colin i've got, got a good one um got tony Carr coming up soon um it's going to be out oh. very soon. and he's done his academy 11 and we talk about england players it's it's mental, right? Okay, we'll put so we'll put Rio in. That's a great shout. Uh, let's go centre backs, and I could probably guess at least one of your centre backs, if not both. Oh yeah, go on in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you 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 can you can definitely guess uh, Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Bobby is in there, um, and and obviously the minority of people that you've interviewed pick him because the rule is you have to see him play, and that exactly. just you know it's only our soul buggers that can actually pick him. Um, and, and now I've got to say something about him and try and imagine what everybody else has said and say something original. And it's so difficult. You don't have to say, yeah, say, say whatever, say whatever, whatever, you know, there's a reason why you picked him. So There are a couple of things that I want to say about Bobby. Yeah. That, um, and the younger, the younger listeners certainly won't know this. Um, that John Moncur song that they used to sing about John Moncur being everywhere. Yeah. The original song for that was for Bobby Moore. He's here, he's there. And 
that was definitely Bobby's more be, be, before it was for John Moncur. And there was there was a game in the um, 70s where we were up at Derby at the old baseball ground. Now, the police there had a low tolerance on the way supporters, shall we say. So a couple of times they sing that song and the arm comes across, shoulders get pulled out and people got thrown out or nicked for swearing. Um, and you can't imagine that happening now yeah, because yeah. you'd have to nick the whole crowd, wouldn't you? Um, but but, but th there they were, they were thrown out. And to my right is the police line and there's a couple of other, and I saw a couple of people talking. Um, and all of a sudden, four or five guys start the song again. He's here, he's there. And the police go to lean across and they go, we're not allowed to swear, Bobby Moore. And, <laughs> and after that, um, that became the song for Bobby Moore. Brilliant. Rather, he's everywhere. It actually became, we're not allowed to swear, just because of that one game. So hopefully that's a slight angle. Yeah, nobody's I don't know, might, might be. Um, and the other thing that I was thinking about it this morning, um, with Bobby, um, and with all great players, when you see a player do something absolutely magnificent, yeah. and he's one of yours, you hear that roar go round the crowd. Mm. When so, you just, it's half a chuckle and half a roar, oh, you know, he, he's done that. There was two or three occasions when Bobby Moore could go one better, and I swear I saw this on two or three occasions. What he did was so good and he was so clever that he didn't get an automatic roar because everybody's breath was taken away. So there was a second's pause where they were sort of like, oh, you know. Um, and he's the only player um, other, well, I think he's the only player other than maybe Cruyff that people, he just catches your breath with a yeah. sheer bit of brilliance. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I, he was that good. Having seen him, he was that good. Yeah. You could actually think, what did he just do? Yeah. Did he really just yeah. do that? And it was usually something to do with taking the ball out of defence. And it, it was audacious. He, he could do it. And it, his best period was probably somewhere between 68 and 72. Mm. Because that's... Uh, sorry, six, yeah, 68 and 72. Because that's where he really matured. Yeah, but Bobby's in there. Yeah, definitely, Absolutely. definitely, definitely, definitely. And it, and it was quite interesting. I think when I was interviewing um, Jeff Pike, he said about Bobby. Was it Jeff? Pike? Yeah, it was Jeff Pike? I think um, he was saying how you know he would just he was just so humble as a as a man. You get that, don't you? I mean, I listen to his interviews and when people, he was he was he was just he's not one of these flash Larrys you have nowadays. He was just humble and a gentleman. And uh, and just a lovely, lovely guy. You know, even people who've worked with him, you know, when they worked with him, I think Ian Crocker worked with him at Capital and a few others. Um, just, you know, make everyone's cup of tea. And he was, I mean, he was England captain. He won the World Cup, you know, but he's making my cup of tea. And uh, he's just, you just imagine him doing that as well. Um, yeah. As I say, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say too much about Bobby because I reckon it's been said 20 times over to you already. Yeah. Uh, I don't think... 
Not that, not that many, as you said, uh, there's not many of your experienced fans, you know, we, we've had so far. So, you know, it's always good when, when the Bobby, Bobby stuff comes up because it's just really interesting to hear, um, you know, your perspective as a fan. And that's what I'm learning. So all these types of new players, you know. Like, yeah, it was honestly the guy that took your breath away. He'd yeah. do something that you just think, ah, oh, you know, that's, that's just fantastic. Yeah. And it wasn't just roaring him on. It was that pause of, you know, deep breath. <laughs> yeah. Right. I could probably liken it, and this is no way in comparison to Bobby Moore at all. But you know when Pyatt did that free kick against Palace, yes. yeah. there, there was a delayed reaction, wasn't it? It was like there was a delayed, there was a delayed <laughs> celebration. <laughs> yes. yeah. I know exactly yeah. what you mean, but obviously yeah. he did it more often. Yeah, than was it? Yeah, it was Palace, wasn't it? it was in yeah, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that ball had no business of going into no. that corner. No, no, no. no, no. I can see what you mean by that delayed reaction. It's not exactly, or even like Di Canio against Wimbledon. It was like, you know. It, 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 it was pretty much the same thing because you don't right. believe this thing. Yeah. All right, we'll put, put Moro in. Uh, who's Moro going to partner in the centre-back positions? Well, no Wimbledon? surprise, it's Alvin. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, Alvin again. Alvin was there. He was a West Ham player in 75 because he, I think he was 16 or a kid at the time. Yeah. Um, but he was at West Ham for over 20 years. Mm. I mean, a, a, a hell of a long career. And I can't remember Alvin ever letting us down. I can't mm. remember Alvin having a stinker. I really can't. And uh, um, when I was thinking about who could be in the centre of defence, I, I, I started to remember the, uh, I think it was the 86 World Cup final. Yeah. Yep. Uh, sorry, World Cup final series. Yeah. Um, and the, the game against Argentina, which he didn't play. Because no. Terry Fennick was in there and he made some sort of like, am I marking you? Am I not? Shall I go out? Shall I not? Shall I put in a tackle? Well, this looks like a tackle. Um, and Alvin had been dropped because Terry Fennick had been, I think, suspended for the round before. And Alvin had come in as a replacement against Paraguay. We won 3-0. And Alvin was man of the match and outstanding. Then he don't get to play against Argentina. Yeah. And I remember watching the game with my arms folding. Think <laughs> Alvin wouldn't have done that. That's yeah. for sure. Terry Fennick, you know, preferred instead of Alvin Martin. What was the guy thinking? <laughs> but as I say, great servant to the club. Can't remember him making a mistake. And he should have played more times for England because yeah. he was a very good scout. If he's playing for Liverpool or Manchester United, he gets more caps. That's true. Yeah, I think that's unfortunately that's a, that's a general theme for most most West Ham players, isn't but, it? Really, yeah. if they're yeah. playing for a top four, top five club, they're going to get more. You know, you said <coughs> like someone like Billy Bonds. You know how how in in you know in my era, Julian Dix. How the hell did he never play? You know, and it, it's yeah. it's yeah. See, it's, there he would have been me left back. Um, exactly. <laughs> to struggle to think who I wanted Dixie or, or Frank Lampard yeah it made your job easier didn't it yeah <laughs> could have picked Aaron Cresswell it could have been Aaron Cresswell um, it, actually bearing in mind the rules I have to have seen them play and have to play for England could have yeah. been Stuart Pierce could have been Pierce, yeah, as well. Good shout, yeah, yeah. That's it. All coming, all coming, flooding back. But no, no, Lampard was the man. Okay, right. Put Alvin in. Uh, let's go. Let's go midfield. Then Colin. Let's go left wing or left midfield. Sorry, we've got left midfield. Left midfield. I mean, we're going back to the uh, the eighties and the eighty sixes. Uh, yeah, Dev. Yeah, absolutely. Dev. Um, 
the, the highest quality midfield player that we've ever had um, was was the Trevor. Um, but very, very close in his shadow is is, uh, is Devonshire. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just thought his crossing of the ball was so crisp, so precise. Um, he was never afraid to run at people. Uh, he had speed, complete player, and I, I reckon it's probably already been in somebody else's team. Um, and somebody must have said in a bargain as well. Yeah. He paid about five grand or Something six like grand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Dev, without a doubt, has to play on the left-hand side um, as an England player. And I can't think of too many others that would actually be able to play on the left anyway as no. England players. No, so no, no. Uh, but he would have still won no matter else who'd been there. Yeah. He's there. Great yeah, player. Good player. Good, great player. And, and, and again, you know, I've had the privilege to watch his highlights and stuff now because you know there's, there's bugger all the telly now isn't it so you go you go through it and, it, and it's and seeing and seeing but also the two you know, he was almost like and you know again ignore my ignorance but he was two different players he seemed you know and after the injury it's almost like he changed his game and came back yes. a completely different player um, yeah. And could reinvent himself, and that itself, you know, nowadays it's like someone like, you know, I think someone like Michael Owen, you know, when Michael Owen did his hamstring in, that was his career like buggered because he just relied on yeah. pace. Um, well, it was a sudden burst of pace, wasn't it? That yeah. that that was Michael Owen, and he could finish. Yeah. And if you take that away, um, there wasn't much else about Michael Owen. No, yeah. very good player, but um, he, he could never reinvent himself because no. I don't think he was good enough to be fair. No. It takes a real skill to be able to reinvent yourself completely because obviously yeah. Dev was Dev was the flying winger really, weren't he? In the first yeah. stint and then the second stint, he was just skillful. And there's some great stories yeah. coming up with um, with some of the boys of '86. We've got a couple coming up soon, um, oh. and uh, yeah, they're going to be uh, be well, very soon. I'll be putting them up. But yeah, some great stories about Dev would say to him, "Right, okay, I'm going to have about three men on me." Just pass it to me. I'll have three men, and I'll flick it round, and, you, and round you go. And both of them, yeah. both of them have said, "Well, it probably gives away who they are." But both of these strikers um, said exactly, like word for word, that Dev said to them, and it was exactly the same. It was really, really yeah. funny. How and they obviously they hadn't spoken to each other. Well, I think they did, but not like that. But uh, yeah, it's brilliant. But yeah, we'll put Dev in. Okay, uh, let's go. Let's go other side. Let's go right midfield then, Colin. Yeah, that one's very easy for me. That's because I, I, I thought he was a quality player and we're getting a little bit more up to date now and that's Trevor Sinclair. Yeah, good shot. Um, with Trevor Sinclair, um, number one, he, he had a lot in his game. He could score yeah. goals. Um, he, he, was, he had the ability to bicycle kick and get goals from odd angles. Um, he could run down the wing. He could take players on. Uh, but more to the point, when he was playing with Di Canio, he had something quite rare um, amongst all footballers, and that was his touch. Mm. I mean, when he was fizzed the ball from Di Canio and it was going towards the outside of his boot, he could control the ball with the outside of his boot. And you have to have played football to understand how difficult that is, mm. to bring the ball in and down with the outside of your boot rather than the inside of the boot. That That's a skill and a half. And... Um, I don't think he ever wasted a ball when he was given that sort of pass. It was it always seemed to be under control. Mm. Um, I think his control was as every bit as good as Di Canio's, you know, and that that that's saying something because yeah. that guy could just stop the ball in a sixpence. But 
Trevor Sinclair for that and for that alone. And again, it's a World Cup. There was, yeah. I think it was a Japan World Cup. Yeah. It was given a couple of games. Um, and where it had all been a bit dour and we weren't going anywhere, he came on and he brightened yeah, he up. The it. Yeah, he invigorated the team. Yeah. Um, and, and he should have got more games in that World Cup because he, mm. he, he was definitely in the right part of his form. Then. But yeah. yeah. Trevor Sinclair, without hesitation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, unfortunately, obviously, he was again. It's it's either the case of West Ham, that, you know, whether they it's either they they play for the wrong club or they play in the wrong position. And he had David Beckham yeah. in front of him, so that's why I think the England games for the World yeah, Cup. Yeah. Too, he was he was on the left, wasn't he? I think he came on. There's loads of injuries, wasn't there? If I remember well, that, day. I yeah. think Hargreaves went injured, someone and Joe was injured, and he went and played that left side. But yeah, no. Oh yeah, so somebody pulled out. I think he only made the squad. Um, yeah. Because somebody had pulled out a few something days like before that. they did the fly. I think it was Hargreaves or something like that. Yeah, I think it might have been Hargreaves. Um, but but he he certainly was number twenty three in the squad, so he wasn't expected to play anyway. No. but no. he did. He did. He did well. Right. Okay. We'll put Trevor in. Let's go midfield. Who's your? I could probably guess at least one of your midfielders based on what you said oh, about. Yeah, yeah. He's. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. A lot of people must have talked about. He just floated. Yeah, loaded for a game, um, but he's the first first English player playing for West Ham, other than Bobby Moore. Um, everything about his game was out there. It mm. was the the guy knew how to play football. He knew what he wanted to do. He didn't actually have to think too much about what he needed to do next. He just had to have the body and the movement to go with it. Because Trevor was actually quite slow. Yeah. He wasn't the most mobile, and he was quite a, a tall guy, so he couldn't you know, zip between players because he was quite a big item. So he had to get past people with guile. Yeah. Um, but he's the first time that ever, I mean, he used to really rope a dope. He used to get another midfield player. The ball would be coming that way, and it's running towards him. He's looking over his shoulder and looking over his shoulder, and... All of a sudden, the player goes that side where he's looking and he's gone that way because he's just flicked it round as it's running towards him. And if he did that once, he must have done it half a dozen times and it worked every single time. So not only did he know how to do that, he knew who to do it against. Yeah, yeah. Usually you leave somebody sitting on their backside. You know, absolutely great player. Wish he'd scored a few more goals. Yeah. Don't think he had a a powerful enough, enough shot for a big man. Um, but he was certainly the cleverest uh, footballer in the middle of the park that we've mm. ever had, and he could pick out a pass. Um, and sometimes he suffered a little bit like Hoddle did at Spurs. He could pick out a pass, but I mean, he used to sort of like have to deal with the intelligence of the guy who was supposed to be making yeah. the run. <laughs> sometimes he'd play a wonderful ball, and somebody would be looking around and saying, What's happening? Yeah. Um, uh, and I think if Trevor had actually not stayed at West Ham and gone elsewhere, he probably would have done even better because mm. he would have played with a better quality player here. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. And obviously, you know, he stayed in when we were in the second division for a few years as well. You know, when does that happen yeah, nowadays? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, no, no, I mean, uh, the only guy that went anywhere close to that was Michael Carrick because he yeah. stayed for a week in the championship. Um, yeah. but, but generally, the I mean, the, the side that we went down with record. Uh, points. I mean, other than Carrick, the rest went, didn't they? Yeah. Not, yeah. Not, not, well, I say the rest went. Anybody that was any good, good went. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was a very good side that went down. 
It was a very good side, and and it was what you know is that on those sides that were you know people were deemed too good for the famous expression, wasn't it? Too good to go, down. Good to go down. And yeah, um, yeah no, it's, it's it's true. But you're right. I mean, he's and he's a West. He's just a West Ham man, isn't he, Brooklyn? You know, so it's again, you know, he's got yep. a stand named after him and stuff. Yeah, but he is, you know, as you said, it shows a lot of commitment and loyalty to the club, and I think. Um, and again, that's something which, which doesn't necessarily come through, you know. I mean, I didn't really perfectly. I mean, again, showing my sort of naivety, uh, you know, thinking about obviously the relegation years and stuff, like not really realizing that Trevor could, you know, still that. You know, it's like it's weird. It's yeah. like you, I don't think of it, and I, you know, you think of it, and you go actually fucking it. Nowadays, it's like everybody said everyone's off ski as soon as you're down. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, when he went down, the first season was a washout. In yeah. The, uh, um, second division because I think we came bottom half of the table um, the second season there he got a cup winners medal and scored the winning goal yeah. the third season, they went up with record points and got to the league cup final so yeah. he didn't have a rough old time no no, no 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 I get you and it, it, it was for a shabby year it was okay yeah he had, he had one shabby year isn't it but nowadays you know it's like people like you know I'm thinking you know people like Jermaine wasn't it it's like after how many months we were down there we were, you know it was like right I'm off you know and it's a, yeah. it's, it's a different mentality now right okay who is Sir Trev going to partner in that midfield oh now you see this one kept me up nights yeah. absolute night um, because, because there were people there that would um, should definitely be well Billy Bonds obviously should be there it's, I mean, if he wasn't playing right back, he should certainly be supporting uh, Trevor Brooking. Mm. Um, and I thought, I could have Paul Lynch, you know. I could. Yeah. But I won't. Um, I'm pretty sure plenty of people will make a call for Scott Parker because he had three great years for us. Yep. Superb. But then I, I, I came to a, a real odd decision. And I might be the first person to pick him, but I don't know. Let's see. I've gone, because Trevor's the attacking midfield player, I've gone somebody who's intelligent enough to be his defensive cover and actually understand how he plays. So I've gone for Declan Rice. Yeah. Now, I don't know if anybody else has picked Declan so far. Maybe some of the younger people. Some of the less experienced fans may have picked him once or yeah. twice, but not, in, not from an experienced perspective. No, no, no. But I think he's got a future. Yeah. When he when I first saw him on the pitch, I thought that's a player. That mm. really is a player. And I know these gets the odd bit of criticism here and there, and he doesn't do this, doesn't do that. But I still haven't seen what people are criticizing. Mm. Um he's had shaky moments here and then, but I think that's a footballer. I think that's a proper footballer, and I think give him the years, um, I'm either wrong or I'm right, but right at the moment he's Nexus as Trevor. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think, you know, now we've got particularly nine games, you know, in very quick succession. I don't think there's be a many people in our squad who are going to play all nine, 90 minutes. No, apart from this, Apart from Deck, because he is, he's a unit. Yeah, I do believe that on the friendly the other day, Declan was slipped the armband in the absence of... He was. Uh, he was. So somebody else is seeing something as well. It's not just me. No, and it's and I was talking to nah, what's going on with me now. I was talking to someone, um, and they were talking about we were talking about the the lack of leaders in in the English game. You know, it's like that quality and leadership quality yeah. you don't get anymore. It, you know, although we don't like him, I mean John Terry, that type of we don't get that. And and for anyone to ha- be a leader 
and and Deck was. I mean, yeah. I remember watching his when he was under twenty threes, and he was skipper, and he was at the back, obviously. And he yeah. he was like a young, he was like a young John Terry. He really was the yeah. way he commanded, and you and you you felt confident in him. And you know, fingers he's crossed. And he's, he's the best centre half, and he's yeah. not his position. Exactly. You know, the guy, the guy is a talent. It really yeah. is a talent. Anyway, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be. I'm, I feel that I'm over justifying it now. No, no, you're not, because I think it makes perfect sense. I think, I think actually, he, you know, it, I think there's obviously the others have fulfilled their potential, so to speak. Scott Parker did, and and people like that. I think you're right with Deck. He has got a lot of potential, and he could well yeah. surpass. You know, if he stays um he could well he could well surpass you know scott parker in terms of that position and you know and, and he'll be the next one you know the way i've it's almost been i've seen this over like you know lion king circle of life has happened oh, had, let, 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 let's let's be honest about it in a year's time somebody watches this video and um declan's buggered off the man city and they <laughs> said goodbye i look a complete threat you know, Maybe. You know, time 11. I mean, I'm, I'm there for shooting down. <laughs> I know, I know. But you had, with that in the, in the modern era, you had Scott Parker, then it was Mark Noble, and it was, you know, Scott played, yeah. and Mark's played with Scott, and now you've got Mark Noble and Deck, and Mark's playing with yeah. Deck, and you just see this nice, we don't get a lot of continuation through West Ham, and, you know, we don't get players hanging around for, apart from Mark, you know, for like over 10 years now, testimonial yeah. years and stuff. And, and, but you can see this, this sort of linear, Sort of lineage of that sort of central yeah. midfield player, and and hopefully yeah. that continues continues even more with Dick. But you know, oh, that's yeah. a great shout. That's a good shout. I think you're right, and I think he'd be he'd be intelligent enough to work with Brookin, you know, on that on that yeah. sort of football brain. Yeah. Totally. No, I agree. Okay, let, let's go up front then, Colin. Who's your first striker? You're going to tell me you know one of them already, don't you? Aren't you? <laughs> I, I have a rough idea, but carry on. There he is. Of course, it's Jeffers. Yeah. It's Jeffers, without a doubt. Um, and I, I, I cheated a little bit because I couldn't remember. I thought I was right because he, he always struck me as a 30 goals a season guy. And it, and it wasn't quite that because I, I think he had a 40, he had a 35, a 30 and a, a, a 27. Oh, in four, <laughs> four years. So, so he certainly averaged 30. He, he, he was averaging more than 30 a season. Yeah. Um, that isn't possible in the modern game. I don't know why, but I don't think that you could get somebody to get in that number. No. Um, and more importantly, the year he got the 40, that was crucial year to get it because that was 66. Mm. So he got to the 40, you know, where where Alf Ramsey's thinking about Jimmy Greaves and if Jimmy yeah. Greaves goes down... Yeah who's going to slot in there. Um, he had to be looking at the stats and thinking, blimey, that guy's not going to win. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think everybody thinks, well, Jeff first suddenly arrived was a bit surprised because I think he got his first cap in the February, um, ironically against West Germany, um, and then played in the final in the July. Mm. But I, I think Alf Ramsey probably had him in mind for a good while. Um, oh, yeah. For exactly yeah. that, they're, they're, they're just a proper striker. Yeah. Um, I, I, he was the first one that I admired as a kid. Sure. He was the first guy that I wanted to be. But all kids want to be a striker, don't they? So yeah. they all admired uh, Jeff Hurst more than anybody else at the time. But 
Um, and again, because I've met him, um, I didn't, I've met Bobby a couple of times, um, but I met Jeff more often because I did a couple of bits in the West, uh, West Stadium and where him and Martin used to do the, um, the what do they call it, the comparing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hosting. Um, yeah. Hosting, that's it. Um, and, and Jeff was always absolute, completely gentleman, lovely, lovely guy. So a bit like Bobby, uh, not only was he a West Ham legend, he's a very nice bloke uh, uh, as well. And most of his career, of course, was at West Ham. I think he did yeah. a little bit at the end of West Brom, but just about most of it was was at West Ham. Yeah, no good shout. That's good. We'll put Sir Jeff in. Okie dokie. So, yeah, you've got two sirs in your team as well. And and, and it should be the third with Bobby as well. You know, well, yeah, it, it should be the third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and who's gonna and who's going to partner? Well, you piece. see, again, internationals, the choice I've got. What I tried to do is make the rule. I didn't want anyone um, that didn't really have the West Ham blood. I mean, they might have played yep. for us um, and they might have been England internationals, but they're not really West Ham, are they? So I couldn't have Ian Wright for that very reason. Although Ian Wright did get England caps playing for West Ham. Yeah. Not many people appreciate that, but yeah, he, he, he was an England international and playing for West Ham. Um, I could obviously easily have Tony Cotty for both of his goals there. Um, I could have Jimmy Greaves. Yeah. Because he played for West Ham and, and obviously not an England international by the time we played for us, but those are the rules. I could have had him. I could have had Carlton Cole. I could have had Andy Carroll, um, but this is where, again, I'm going to be controversial, and I, I reckon on this one there aren't many that have picked him, because I'm picking Dean Ashton. Yep. And Dino. I'm picking Dean Ashton entirely on a sentimental basis. I make yeah. no excuses whatsoever. Um, we, we had a striker that had arrived, and we hadn't seen one properly since David Cross. No, I agree. All of a sudden... We had Dino up front, and that was such a privilege to see mm. a proper centre forward. And we had such high hopes for him, and it was a tragedy what happened to him. Um, and I've got to be honest, did you go to the Mark Noble testimonial and see the overhead kick? I tell you what, when that went in, tears of joy and a lump in the throat, because yeah. it's Dino. And how many more of those could we have seen? Indeed. Um, as I say, I could have picked lots of players in. Yeah, yeah, could have, yeah. But for just for that memory, Dino. And and what what one of his famous what could have been stories with Dino? Yeah. I think you know he would have been. You know when we England were crying from an English perspective, they were crying out for us. You know, yeah. uh, for a partner for Rooney, he would have been the perfect foil for Rooney, wouldn't he? Yeah. And he would have been, more to the point, in that two thousand and six uh, Cup final that he played. He played in that final not not fit. No. We know, we knew he wasn't quite there. He scraped the goal in, um, and obviously a bit later on he was a substitute. But he was a handful of sorts. Mm. Um, I, I just fantasise a fully fit Dean Ashton on that day. We might have come back with a silverware that day. You never know. Never know. Yeah. Because I actually thought he was that good as a forward, mm. and, and you know, we just didn't have the privilege of seeing what you could have been. No, I totally agree. And that, and again, it's someone, I, I should really make better notes, but we were talking to someone and it, might, it was an, it was an ex-player definitely. And they were, and they put Dino in um, and they, 
said that they still when they when they still meet Sean Wright Phillips, they still don't take to him <laughs> even after all these years because of that yeah. in his head. And he might have been he might be he might have been a fan. It might have been somewhere somebody does a lot of corporate events. Yeah. But it was so true. And it's I watched I think he was on um Oh, on Saturday, he was on Peter, Peter Crouch's show on Saturday on BBC One, and I watched it through gritted teeth. Still don't yeah. like them, and it's like it's like it's a, it was a freak tackle, you know. But you still, yeah. you know, it's like it's 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 what what could have been, and you know, it's it's a, it's a real shame because he would have been, he might not have been with us so much for more, you know, for maybe more than a couple of seasons if he was fully fit. He may well have moved on because yeah. Well, we don't know. Do you know what I mean? He's been interviewed a few times. And and he says he was really happy there. He really did yeah. like it. And he was getting a feel for it. So um, I'm not so sure that unless something had gone terribly wrong, like another relegation or sort of, you know, yeah. that he wouldn't have been there. No. So, well, actually, another relegation did happen. It did, but like, I know what you mean. Oh, cool. That's, that's, that's rounded the team of lovely. Um, nice team. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, Colin absolute pleasure yeah, I, really, I, I, I was really excited to talk to you because you come with so many recommendations from, from your little group uh well, it's not a little group quite a big group now um and i was really 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 lovely to chat to you so thank you so much for your time and obviously i can tell there's been a lot of work here a lot of like you know, late nights decisions on post-it oh, notes yeah burning oh yeah i can't tell you how many light hours i've got for Oh God, you carry on with that one, mate. You carry on. With that. Obviously, thank you, and obviously, thanks to everyone for listening and watching. And and again, yeah. you know, I know, it's, I know, I say every every video, but um, yeah, no, I've got backlog. I've got loads of people I haven't listened to because I didn't want to until I've done mine. Brilliant. Well, my so, view, my views are going to go up now because because Scott's going to watch them all. Yeah, I'm going to binge watch. <laughs> binge watch. It's the new. It's the new Tiger King. There we go. I'll put, yeah, it, I'll put it on the strap line. You've watched Tiger King now, watch Hammers 11, binge watch. There's yeah. probably, I'm going to figure out how many, there must be, oh, it's like, you know, I don't know, we've got about 60 on there now. And like, we've got, uh, you know, every day we're putting two more. In, so there's always plenty to watch and plenty more coming up. Yeah. And hopefully we'll do it, It's great that you're getting ex-players on as well. And that does sound an awful lot about West Ham because yeah. even with the boys, are eight, so this is something that happened uh, 34 years ago. Yeah. And, and, and these boys are still in touch, you know. Oh, it's incredible. I mean, there's, there's hardly any of them missing that don't meet up, you know. Um, I cannot think that that could possibly happen in modern football. That's exactly Just what I've said in every one of those interviews, is that exact thing. <laughs> right, because, okay. because it's like you listen to the stories, you listen to the camaraderie, and whether it's Jeff Pike, whether it was Bish, you know, whether it's the others that are going to come on soon, I'm not going to reveal who else are coming on, but they all have the incredible team bonding stories. Yeah. And obviously they're all coming on because they're trying to stitch each other up. It's quite funny. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, Gailey's the, one, I mean, it's brilliant. Oh yeah. Brilliant. Well, Gailey's a showman anyway, isn't he? I've seen yeah. it. I've seen him perform live on stage as well. Isn't he? You know, I mean, he, he, he should have been doing TV. I mean, yeah. he's very good at very it's good, good. and then, and even even the ones who we haven't got on the channel yet you know to be to correct you know and it's like you know he doesn't, he doesn't he's a very humble man but i mean i mean ray stewart you know it's like he, he phoned me up to say he didn't want to do the zoom because he doesn't like looking at the computer screen because he looks like an idiot or something right. like that. which so we're gonna do a live one when we can when we can with ray but he still phoned up and we chatted for 40 minutes about west ham and, and you know they are the most all, every player I've to is, is absolutely be- you know, lovely guys, lovely personalities. Enough time for anyone. And as I said, we've got some, some crackers coming up soon. 
Sorry? You done Stuart Pearson? Uh, no, not Stuart Pearson yet, no. No? I'll no, tell you what, I've seen him on the stage with the other guys as well. Yeah. And he's, uh, yeah, he's got some cracking tales to tell as well. Everyone but has, everyone good. has. But you're right, it's that era. I think the yeah. last the last bunch would be the Bish, Monks, you know. Yeah. That, you know, Hutch, that that era, Mad Dog era, that that's the last era I think of where 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 West Ham players had that nature. It's but I think it's indicative of the modern game. You don't get those characters yeah. in the game anymore. It's too professional. Everything's sterilised, even more so now because it has to be because of a coronavirus. Yeah. But you know, what I mean, you don't get that. And I think it is sadly it is you know it is the nature of football. It's the influx of foreign based players. You know, if you get a player for three, four years, you've done well. If you get a manager for three, four years, you've done well with him. Yeah. You know, Tony Gale yeah. in his interview was saying that there was, in his time there, he had a testimonial year every year, almost every year. And, yeah. you know, you don't get it anymore. Anyway, anyway, we could talk for a Colin, it's really? been absolutely brilliant. Thank you it's so much. Yeah, bum shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, not at all. We'll talk for ages. That's what I love. But um, obviously, thanks everyone for watching. Like, share. Obviously, humbled by everyone. Please, you know, recommend people, all that type of stuff, everybody. Until next time, for me and Colin, take care, everyone. Stay safe. We'll see you all soon at London Stadium. Take care. Good night. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.